Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. What's up, Rams fans? This is Rams Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Bags. On this episode of Rams Showcase, the Rams fall in the frozen tundra. We talk about the Rams at the Packers on Monday Night Football plus Lambeau Field. It's a unique place. I'll talk about my experience and later the Rams first ever Christmas Day game. We preview Broncos at Rams. Uh, that'll come up a little bit later. Before we hop into the action, did want to let you know Ram Showcase does officially have t-shirts. They are awesome. Instructions on how to order will be in the description below. We'll also talk about it here in a little bit. Also, if you are hearing me only, well, great news. There's a YouTube channel. You can watch me talk about the LA Rams. If you are watching me on YouTube, well, great news. There's an audio-only version. You can find that wherever you already find your other favorite podcasts. Let's go ahead and hop into the action. So Rams at the Packers, Monday Night Football, Lambeau Field. What a place. So we'll, so we'll start with the game. We'll talk about the game first, and then I'll talk about my experience uh, heading out to uh, Lambeau Field in Green Bay with uh, with one of my best friends. It was an absolutely unbelievable time. But first, the game. So the Packers did double up on the Rams. 12-14 to 14 was the final score. Uh, Baker Mayfield got uh, his touchdown pass to Tyler Higby, but that was the only touchdown scored. You got to think also uh, Matt Gay missing that field goal. I'm not going to throw Matt Gay under the bus. Uh, that kind of stuff happens here. And he's also had an unbelievable season. One missed extra point isn't going to make me think that we need to try to find a new kicker right now, anything like that. So it just felt like the Rams just didn't have enough talent to match up with Green Bay. Um, of course, the Rams are extremely beat up. And I'm going to continue to point to that. Um, people can call it an excuse, whatever you would like to. But Rams right now uh, going into the Broncos game are going to be down three of their top four wide receivers. This is our fourth starting quarterback, and we've had 11 different offensive starting lines. And with Brian Allen now being out, uh, Coleman Shelton getting slipped back in there. I think that this is one of the previous offensive lines we've seen before, but who can remember all of them? That's absolutely absurd. Uh, so the ground game uh, continues to trend in the right direction. Uh, Cam Akers averaged 5.4 yards per carry. Would have liked to see him get a lot more carries with those kind of averages, but the way that the game was unfolding, it just didn't really seem like the Rams had an opportunity to really stress that ground game. The pass game has uh, some very clear struggles. Um, uh, also not going to throw Baker Mayfield under the bus on this one. Uh, he had extremely limited time and his wide receivers were getting pretty limited separation. So pretty difficult to participate or to produce, I should say, uh, when that is the case, when you're dealing with only your second game in an offense. Um, obviously, that first one, we got that story uh, that they had to spray paint some of his old Browns cleats so that he could even play in that game because uh, that turnout turnaround was just so quick. But hard to blame uh, Baker for anything that had happened. Uh, in that game, of course, like I said, he's our fourth different starting quarterback this season. Uh, I don't have a lot of uh, pressure that I'm personally putting on Baker Mayfield. I'm not sitting here saying that if he doesn't throw for, you know, 303 touchdowns every game that he's uh, failing or anything. I think he's just he's really, in my opinion, using this uh, these last few games here to show the rest of the NFL that he can still play some football. So. Uh, obviously with uh, the 111 passing yards, uh, just a different difficult situation to come into. Uh, obviously, like I said, the injuries that the Rams have dealt with on the offensive side of the football, plus you're going against some very talented uh, corners for the Green Bay Packers with a limited wide receiver group as well. I mean, I'm not sure how many quarterbacks are going to pop into this uh, this team and with a little over a week of practice, uh, essentially just uh, be able to come in there and produce uh, to a high high capacity and Baker Mayfield kind of played how I kind of expected him to play. I'll be honest with you. Uh, really. He's only had that one drive uh, against uh, the Raiders. That was really a standout drive. Uh, and then we did have that drive with, that ended in a touchdown against the green Bay Packers uh, to Tyler Higby. Speaking of that play specifically Baker Mayfield's 100th career touchdown pass that did come uh, in his first ever game at Lambeau field. I saw that somewhere. I actually never confirmed that <laughs> somebody told me, that that was his first ever time playing at Lambeau. And I was just kind of like, yup, that's fact <laughs> without checking. So maybe that's not true, but uh, if it is, that's uh, pretty sweet. 100 career passing touchdowns though uh, for Baker Mayfield. Also Tyler Higby, he is now tied for most touchdown receptions all time in franchise history by a tight end. 
uh, all but solidifying. And I think that it will continue to uh, the fact that he is what I would say the best tight end that this franchise has ever seen. In fairness, that bar, not extremely uh, high. Uh, top three tacklers in this game were secondary players, and that's just not a good sign. There was also a video that was tweeted out uh, about uh, Ray Lewis talking about, he's like, oh, if the defense is going to line up like this, obviously they're just going to hit it like this. That's too soft of coverage, and it's going to be a touchdown. And I'm guessing that, because um, we all talk about this all the time, and uh, I do get a little bit of pushback in the comments about it, uh, and that's okay. You're always allowed to push back on things that I say, uh, but uh, I, I've seen now uh, too many people talking about this very soft shell coverage, this backed up uh, defense that the Rams have been utilizing all season long. And now it's not only guys like me talking about it. Well, we got Ray Lewis making comments about it. Different media outlets are now officially kind of hopping on board with my personal opinions about this uh, Rams defense, which is just playing way too conservative, way too soft. Uh, which did lead to another loss and the Rams 10th loss of the season now sitting at four and 10 rough stuff. All right. I wanted to talk about my experience in Green Bay and Lambeau in general. So I was able to go out to Green Bay with one of my best friends. I've known him for quite a long time. Uh, I trained him at my first ever job uh, that I got when I was 16 years old and I left when I was 19. So it's been a while since I've known this guy, uh, Jackson. He's been here with me on the show before. Uh, he sat in this very room. He was my first ever in-person guest uh, on Ram Showcase. And me and him made the trip out to Green Bay. So it was a pretty hectic uh, weekend. And I'm still extremely exhausted. As of time of recording, this right now is 10-18 LA time uh, on Thursday night. Um, I have not yet gotten a nice night of sleep uh, since returning. Um, but, uh, Hey, we're all good. Also, it is extremely cold here in, uh, okay. My computer says it's negative 13 right now. So I also thought that thought that that was kind of funny. Everybody's like, Oh, going to Lambo Monday night football in December. You better bundle up, dude. You're not going to be ready for it. Uh, it's much colder here right now than it was in green Bay the entire time we were out there and it was cold. I'm not going to try to play any games or with you any, with you or anything, but I was also fine. We were a couple of Colorado dudes out there with plenty of layers. We had heaters and stuff like that. We were a-okay. Good to go. So I did not sleep uh, Saturday night into Sunday, which was the day that we left uh, because I was at work until 11 o'clock and then we hit the road for the airport at about 2.30. So I was like, if I go to sleep right now, that's going to be bad news. All right. We're going to have a bad time trying to rush up to the airport if we can even still make our flight because I, I know who I know myself pretty well. I've known me most of my life and I know that I was not about to wake up, but I will say this, every single thing worked out in our favor the entire trip. And let me just lay that out for you. So we head out there, um, we get to, uh, to DIA, the airport in Denver and everything is super smooth. We get right through, right to our gate, eat a donut that got freshly delivered right as we uh, are there at Duncan uh, waiting for our gate. We hit the road or hit the skies, I should say, and we get to Minnesota where we have a six hour layover, but it was, it was fine. We, we sat down, got some food, found a nice little corner where we could try to get some sleep. I got about 20 minutes maybe, but we made a friend out there, uh, Sam, who was a, is a Green Bay Packers fan and kind of just in passing, like, Hey, what up, man? You're going to the game. Oh, awesome. So are we first time? Yeah. 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 And then we kind of just went, went about our ways and then he ended up joining us for the tour. We'll talk about that here in a second though, but, uh, then. So we'll just kind of cut to the chase. I don't need to give you every detail or anything like that, but uh, we get to Green Bay finally, and our Uber driver to, that picks us up from the from the airport, absolutely unbelievable. She's got like these, um, I don't think I have one right, me, right now, but she gives us these little, these little pamphlets of things that we need to see at the stadium, a little ornament. I mean, it's a Packers ornament, but it's cool stuff, you know, um, but absolutely unbelievable. The hotel. Awesome little spot, plenty of character. The employees there were awesome. Uh, just a uh, just a cool little spot. You could tell that that place has been there for such a long time. Uh, so then we kind of just were real quick there. Uh, we kind of just drop our stuff and then kind of load up and uh, go because we we have the tour of the of Lambeau Field that night. So our Uber to the uh, to the stadium tour. Uh, plenty of stories about you know, players that she had driven, including people like Devonte Adams that had been in her car before, uh, simply because it's just such a small city. And 
Uh, that kind of stuff just happens when these guys go out and they want an Uber or something like that. It's just a random person. It's just, it's just anybody like me or you that, uh, it happens to be an Uber and they're just, it's just a small town vibe. The pro shop out there, uh, by the way, absolutely massive. Wasn't ready for that at all. Um, I thought that the equipment room in Los Angeles was pretty big and, uh, no, this one absolutely blows that one away. Um, but the equipment room is still better cause it's full of Ram stuff. And that's, uh, that's, the, <laughs> that's the best part. The tour, uh, unbelievable tour. Um, I'll, I'll be sharing pictures uh, as I'm kind of talking here, um, uh, on the YouTube channel, but the tour was unbelievable. Our guy, Joe was hilarious. Uh, everyone had some nice, friendly trash talk. So we had, uh, some good little razzing back and forth and all that stuff, uh, with, uh, the entire group, including Joe and everything. So real cool stuff afterwards, uh, headed to Kroll's East and, uh, Kroll's West is the one that's right by the stadium. But I heard, I got a hot tip from a local, uh, that, uh, Kroll's East was actually the one to go to considering the fact that, uh, Kroll's West they limit their menu uh, on game weekends, and they also kind of jack up their prices a little bit. And Kroll's East, uh, it's been around since like the 30s or something like that. And you could tell, and it was unbelievable. Absolutely loved Kroll's East. Small town vibe and got an absolutely delicious brat there. So that was awesome. Uh, the game game day bundle up, uh, obviously, we were kind of just, uh, we were, we were kind of, just loading up on our layers and making sure that we felt okay. We walked over to the gas station just to make sure it's like, okay, now I'm feeling all right. My fingies might get a little chilly, but Hey, that's all good. You know, we're just here. Like the, the whole idea is to, to not die out there, not to not feel cold. You know what I mean? It's Lambeau field in December on Monday night football. You're supposed to feel a little bit cold. You're just not supposed to die. Um, also wanted to throw it out there that on my pregame live, um, this was a lot more loose than I was used to. So I actually did pull that down um, and simply not for anything crazy. Um, but I will say that uh, there was some language used on there that I don't necessarily prefer to be used on Ram showcase. So that is pulled down. If you participated in that live, well, I thank you for joining uh, and participating, but at the same time as well, uh, I want to keep that stuff away from Ram showcase. And uh, I think the, the atmosphere out there kind of just kind of took hold of me a little bit. So um, if there was anybody out there that didn't, uh, didn't prefer what was happening in that pregame live, I do apologize. And I can confirm that that's not going to happen again. We like to keep it pretty standard here at Ram showcase and uh, a family friendly show. And unfortunately that was not as family friendly as I wanted it to be. And it wasn't that crazy, just a couple of, of curse words here and there, but that's really not my style. And I wanted to, to kind of just, I guess, reiterate that that is not what we're about here at Ram showcase. And, um, I'm going to do better. That's uh, simply put. Uh, so then we get our Uber uh, to the game and we're going super early, obviously, because we want to get there with plenty of uh, time to to really soak it in. And our Uber driver is one of the coolest human beings I've ever encountered in my entire life. Oni is his name and unbelievable. And so what happens is we kind of start talking to him. We're like, hey, man, it's our first time out here. Like, can we stop at a liquor store and all this stuff? We're just kind of hanging out and he's like, you know what? Shut off your ride, man. I'll shut off my, on, on my side. He's like, make sure you tip your Uber driver. Well, man, but let's go see some stuff. And holy crap. Did we see some stuff? It was so amazing. Oni knows that place like the back of his hand. He's, uh, he's lived there for quite some time. Uh, so he takes us to East high school, which is where the Packers played from the twenties and through the fifties. So if you're doing your math there, right. And I would hope you are, that means the Cleveland Rams have played on the field that he took us to. And that is just unbelievable. Like I said, one of just the best human beings I had ever met. He, he shows us around Green Bay, East High School, the University of Green Bay. He took us to because everything's underground. And he thought that that was such a cool thing. He was like, you need to see this. Like, it's, it was so awesome. He uh, showed us the bay. He gave, got us the liquor store stop, of course. And then uh, we show up to the game and we start making friends with our beers. So we have beers with us, and that was for the sole purpose of making friends while we were out there. If anybody has any food, anything like that, we could do some tradesies, anything. But uh, so we find the players lot, which is right next to where the Johnsonville brought tailgate village thing is. And we see at first we're, we're walking up and I see this this car pulling in. And I'm like, yeah, that guy looks so familiar. And then I hear somebody else say, hey, that's Mark, Mark Murphy, the Packers president. And it was like, holy crap, this is the players lot, dude. Let's hang out. So. We see like guys like Aaron Rodgers drive in uh, a couple people we didn't recognize rich, but rich Basaccio. We saw him pull in. That was pretty cool stuff. Uh, I started yelling, Hey, you should have got that job in Vegas. Like, you know, stuff like that naturally. Cause I'm a big football fan. I follow it all. Uh, even though the Rams are uh, the number one uh, in my top team uh, for sure. But uh, 
Uh, let's see here. So then uh, we're doing that. We, we kind of find a tailgate. We find uh, we find these these dudes who were so awesome, so hospitable. Uh, everybody out there, though, incredible. I didn't run into a single jerk out there. It was so cool. I was probably the biggest jerk of everybody out there. I was I was fine the entire time, but uh, it was so cool, man. They're just giving us food. We're like, hey, you need beers? He's like, dude, just enjoy the brat. Like, <laughs> stop. Like, you know, it's like, just have fun, man. You're here. The first time you're here, welcome to Green Bay, man. And it's just absolutely un- unbelievable. So then we head inside. We hit the Packers Hall of Fame uh, to hit that tour unbelievable as well. Um, I confirmed that I could totally take down Reggie White. There's no doubt about it. He doesn't stand a chance against Sheriff Joe Beggs. <laughs> and and then, of course, um, like I said, I'm just a big football fan. So seeing seeing such a historic place, such a historic team in a historic venue and seeing their Hall of Fame, unreal. And then, of course, I'm picking out my Rams players in like with the with the footballs like Al Harris and stuff like that. Uh, you see like um, the 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 spot where they have um, uh, where they've got Lombardi's stuff and he's got like a handwritten letter to his wife and stuff like that. And it's like, is I, I'm going to sound a little corny here, but I'm like almost bre- being brought to tears by this stuff because being such a huge football fan, understanding the history. And it's like, man, we just won the trophy that's named after this guy. You know what I mean? And it was just a surreal experience. And this is all Keep in mind, before a game even started, which was why we went out there, <laughs> we could have done this at any time, but uh, we went out there for the game. So obviously seeing the Hall of Fame uh, that's at Lambeau Field, such a historic venue, unbelievable. And we're seeing uh, like because during the tour, we got to go to field level and stuff like that. And I'm sitting there. My brain immediately goes to like, man, Deacon Jones has played here. Mike Lansford's kicked here. Jackie Slater's pancaked people here. Like that's where my brain goes immediately, which is just really cool. But, uh, so then we kind of get into, uh, to the game and, and, and start, you know, finding our seats, grabbing our beers and stuff like that. And, uh, Hey, shout out to Jerry, because, uh, it's so cool to me to meet people who listen to my show. That's one of my favorite things ever uh, going out to LA and seeing people just tap on my shoulder while I'm wearing my Sheriff Joe bags Jersey and they don't want anything. They're not trying to get anything from me. They say, Hey man, I love the show. You know, and then just keep walking. It's like, hey, well, hey, come back. You know, uh, but that was so cool. And Jerry, he, uh, we, he took time to actually like come find us and stuff like that. I had a good little chat with him. So, dude, hey, awesome to meet you, man. He's one of the one of the owners of a Ram Showcase T-shirt. Great dude. Hope you got home safe, man. I uh, I know I have a message from you that I never got back to you, but I, I do hope you got home safe, man. Awesome to meet you. And uh, I hope I can meet everybody, man. I want to meet everybody that listens to my show all the time. It's good stuff. And then, all right, so we're leaving the game. After the game ends, uh, of course, we see some history be made. Uh, Tyler Higby ties the Rams franchise record for most touchdown catches by a tight end in team history. Baker Mayfield's 100th career touchdown pass. So leaving the game, we uh, pull up Ubers. Obviously, way too ridiculously expensive, and there there's a huge wait list and all this stuff. Uh, so, you know what? We're feeling pretty good. We're feeling decently warm. It wasn't as cold as we maybe expected it to be, or maybe we're not feeling as cold as we expected to be. And maybe our heaters were working a little well, um, but our hotel's only about two miles away, 2.1 miles away. So we just start walking. We just start, you know, just hoofing it. Not a big deal. It's just down the road. It's a straight shot. And uh, so we uh, kind of start leaving. And my friend Jackson, he kind of jokingly just kind of like tosses out a thumb like we're going to hitchhike or something. And then immediately and not even for the purposes of story. For the purposes of telling an accurate story, immediately we we see somebody roll down the window and go, hey, and it's some of the dudes that we were standing outside with at the players lot uh, wait like before the game and they recognized my Jordan Fuller jersey. And so they stopped, they, they, they pull into this KFC parking lot. They let us in, hand us two beers right away. <laughs> We're sitting in the backseat of their car getting a ride back to the hotel. Uh, so unbelievable stuff there as well. Um, uh, we get all the way back to the hotel and of course, um, you know, we're just tired, kind of beat and well, we just go to bed. Um, uh, and then, cause we got a, ho- we got a flight in the morning. So we got about three hours of sleep, uh, wake up, get all, get ready, pack up, get, get out of the door. Uh, we get to the hotel or to the airport and right away we're walking into the airport Well, I'm still like tying my shoes and we hear our name over the intercom. When you hear your name over the intercom at the airport, you, your, your mind goes immediately to bad things, right? Like nothing, nothing good is going to happen from this. And so then, uh, we, it's like, just find a ticketing agent. We find the ticketing agent. It's like, Hey, you guys are going to going back to Denver, right? I'm like, yeah. They say, uh, how would you like to get there four hours early? 
well, that sounds absolutely fantastic, Delta. Thank you. <laughs> and so we end up, instead of going to Detroit back to Denver, we had to Minnesota back to Denver and get back home four hours early. And then I slept for 16 hours. So that's cool, huh? And I still don't feel like I am fully ready, uh, fully back into it. But uh, despite the outcome of the game, um, I got to see the Los Angeles Rams play at Lambeau Field in December Monday night football primetime. What a weekend. It was unreal. Met some incredible people. Would love to go back. Uh, everybody out there was like the nicest human being I had ever met in my life. Uh, everybody was cool. Everybody was helpful. Everybody was hospitable. Everybody was giving. I can't explain that because I mean, I'm, I'm used to going to LA, I guess, to go to Rams games where everybody's kind of a jerk and that's not to be a personal attack on anybody, but it is true. It is just a whole different vibe. So to everybody out there, uh, genuinely thank you to my buddy Jackson, man, what a friggin' weekend. That was absolutely unbelievable. Jerry, awesome to meet you, man. Uh, Baker Mayfield, congrats on career pass number 100. Joe, our tour guide. Thank you for everything, man. And just thank you to everybody out there, man. It was so much fun. Would love to do it again sometime. And, uh, I got to see the Rams Lambo primetime as something I'll definitely never forget. All right, let's dig into some news here before we move on. And I'm just going to hit this stuff real quick. Um, this is, this is around, this is findable stuff. Um, and honestly, I think getting too much attention. <laughs> so, uh, we'll start real quick. Uh, Brian Allen and Ben Skoranek, uh, they are both dealing with some injuries. They are both going to miss the remainder of the season. We only have three more games left. We got the Broncos, the chargers, and then we wrap up with the Seahawks. So no surprise there. Uh, Benny Sko, unfortunately, Brian Allen, unfortunately, back to the injury list. So we'll see what this means as far as shifting goes uh, on on the roster as we head into the offseason. But of course, we'll worry about that in the offseason. Benny Sko, though, the Sko plow, um, it's uh, unfortunate to see him go down. Uh, Van Jefferson's a clear cut wide receiver one for this team now, um, which is cool. I like Van Jefferson, but I mean, when when you're down Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson and Ben Skoranek, I mean, that's, that's tough, man. That's tough. So, uh, the news also that I think is getting way too much attention right now would be the fact that Matthew Stafford did confirm on the Monday morning podcast, his wife's podcast, that he is not going to retire. And, uh, this story is getting tons of coverage and I don't think that the retirement rumors were ever official. I don't think that that ever came from anywhere where, where it kind of had any weight to it. It was always just kind of people being like, well, he's been hurt a lot, so it might be. Uh, and I kind of got into a discussion with it in the, in the comment section. Cause somebody was so adamant and like, he is not, no one's going to retire. And he's like, well, <laughs> like, I don't think so either, but, uh, to say it's like for sure, uh, no, I mean, I, I, I just don't think that's a, that's a thing. So, um, I will say this, um, rumors are one thing. Um, and then there's always the option to retire, of course. Um, but I always also, I want to throw it out there that why would he say yes to that right now? I know that his wife wouldn't put him in a situation where he's going to have to say something or, or say something is he's not going to make his announcement that way. Um, but if that question is going to be posed while there's still games to be played, whether he's in them or not, obviously he's going to say, no, I'm not retiring because that's not for now. That news isn't for now. Even if he's, even if he is going to retire, there's no way he would have given up any kind of hint on it on in that setting, in that area. There's not a single chance. So, yes, he said he's not retiring. Um, I still don't think he's going to retire. I'm not trying to sit here and be like, he's, this is a smokescreen, anything like that. But to say that now it's still not possible, I think is still out. The, I, I'm still not in that boat entirely. I, I think he stays. I'll, I'll, I'll continue to say that. I think he stays. But if you think that that's how he would announce anything, I, maybe, maybe, maybe I watch too much football and too much sports. Maybe I'm too wrapped up in the media to say there's no way he would have said yes to that. <laughs> so obviously the answer is no in that setting. Obviously. Anyway, Ram Showcase does have t-shirts and they are awesome. All right. They do help out the show a ton. For those of you who are interested in supporting myself or Ram Showcase, you can email directly to aj.rsgear at gmail.com. I uh, have a quick conversation with AJ. Let him know the style that you would like and uh, the size that you need. Uh, 25 bucks shipped. And like I said, they help out the show a ton. They look awesome. Uh, Jerry can confirm they're unbelievable t-shirts. They're cool. He got the Super Bowl style, the bone, uh, the bone color. Uh, so Jerry, thank you for that as well. And to everybody who has a Ram Showcase t-shirt, 
Uh, we do appreciate it quite a bit. Also, a quick reminder, if you are watching me on YouTube, there's an audio-only version. If you are hearing me only, there's a YouTube channel, so uh, find me there. Uh, moving on here, um, you know what? It's uh, it's about time we talk about Christmas Day here, and we got a football game happening on Christmas Day, which is the worst thing in the universe, I think, but like it's... It's up there with Thursday night football as much as my hatred for <laughs> the scheduling of this uh, because I wanted to go, uh, simply put, and uh, traveling from DIA to LAX around Christmas did not seem fun to me. <laughs> so uh, unfortunately, I will not be there for that, but I will enjoy it with a bunch of my family in Denver. Uh, so that should be an absolutely obnoxious time, but we will preview Denver Broncos at Los Angeles Rams uh, right after this. So hang tight. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome back into Rams Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Bags. The Denver Broncos head to the West Coast to take on the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, this game happens on Christmas Day, Sunday, SoFi Stadium, 1.30 p.m. kickoff on CBS and Nickelodeon. There is no distribution map for this game as it is uh, considered nationally televised. Jim Nance and Tony Romo will be on the call. We get Tracy Wolfson on the sideline. Both teams enter this game at 4-10 and 10 and in last place of their divisions. Um, and I think both teams expected to be a lot better off uh, coming in at this, at this point of their seasons, um, which is unfortunate. Uh, we really thought that this game would have a lot more playoff implications. I think that's one of the reasons that this game, uh, is put, uh, in a, in a standalone window, but Hey, either way, uh, hopefully some cool things will happen as, uh, these two teams take the field, uh, this coming Sunday. So the Rams have been eliminated from the postseason and are so beat up that essentially we've, we kind of have a practice squad team that's that's uh, kind of being fielded right now. And maybe practice squad is a little harsh, uh, but it's a, it's a very least, it looks like a preseason starting lineup that we have right now. Uh, when you consider that Van Jefferson and probably Tutu Atwell are going to be your starting wide receivers. Um, and then we'll have another uh, starting center again this week, our fourth different starting quarterback. So now uh, obviously just a, uh, just a beat up situation uh, overall, not the best year for the Rams. We've gotten extremely lucky with injuries though. The past few seasons, uh, last like five <laughs> and uh, finally kind of caught up to us and we're just getting them all at once, which I gotta be honest, if uh, we can go five healthy years and then just get wrecked for one, uh, instead of just getting kind of wrecked every year, I'll take this every single time I'm offered. <laughs> um, but right now we're just kind of playing and doing what we can. Uh, we just have to kind of go have some fun out there and just uh, try to make some cool plays happen. And, uh, just to see what kind of excitement. Like I said, Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, they're going to be the top targets probably for the remainder of the season. I know barring injury, which this season and needs to be like a comment that is, that is said uh, quite a bit. But it's a good time to get a good depth check in and uh, see if there's any positions that we really need to improve on next year. I would say that we have discovered that there are some positions that we could use some better depth at. Um, but keep in mind, I say it a lot as well. You know, the backup quarterback position doesn't matter until it does matter. And, um, Matthew Stafford being hurt, um, obviously your, your top line needs to be the best line and you don't necessarily just build for depth because teams that are extremely deep are only built uh, to win when there's a massive amount of injuries. But this Los Angeles Rams team, while it is a little top heavy, um, when all these guys are healthy, we're one of the best teams in the NFL. So I kind of still, uh, I don't think that there's really a bad way to, or a wrong way to build your roster. I think that the Rams are still in a position where they're, this era is not over. It just kind of feels like a little bit of a down year. When you look at the injuries that the Rams have, I mean, we're down uh, Stafford cup and Donald right now, just being down. Those guys is uh, quite the story and uh, quite the, uh, like quite the snapshot of like, Oh, okay. This is just, isn't the Rams. Like this isn't the same team that we're we're uh, used to watching. And uh, yes, I still want to win these games. Um, I will always talk about each game and the terms in terms of how the Rams can uh, win the game, because I'll be honest, um, 
I, I think that that is my my favorite thing still is is still going into each game, see, for trying to find a way that the Rams can win it. And I I know that uh, this team, when we're beat up and we're going against really good teams, that it's easy to be like, well, we're just going to lose. But I, I just can't necessarily subscribe to that mindset. I think it's kind of like a soft give up kind of mindset. And yeah, I go into these games thinking like, you know, probably going to lose this one. But if this happens, this happens, this happens. Hey, we got this, you know. So I go into every single game like that. Um, I'll, I'll even point to, uh, uh, what was it? The 2014 game, uh, for the Rams and the Broncos. There was no reason for the Rams to win that game. We did. And it was awesome. You know what I mean? So, uh, go into, I go into every single game with uh, the mindset that it's, it's possible that this team can win. And I know some fans are out there and they're like, well, we got to lose for draft picks, which is wild to me. This fan base went from F them picks to let's, uh, let's lose for draft positioning in half a season what you can't have it both ways if you're gonna say f them picks uh, you can't just not have them you can't un f them picks just because your team isn't doing well right now sure it sucks that the lions are gonna get a high pick and maybe make the playoffs uh, and benefit from from that trade but the rams still want a super bowl out of it so i'm hard pressed to think that that was a bad trade still and i also think that it's possible that we saw a win-win here Maybe the Rams win is the fact that we were able to get a quarterback and go win the Super Bowl. And that quarterback also probably helped bring in guys like OBJ and potentially even Von Miller. I know that was a trade, but but still. And now you have the the Detroit Lions who last year were not in a position to compete. This year, they're in a lot better position to compete. Maybe next year they're competing and they're straight up just one of the teams that is in the running for it. So for that reason, I think it can absolutely be a win-win. But to go from F them picks to what well, we got to lose for draft tra- draft position is blowing my mind right now. It's blowing my mind right off. I, I don't understand even how to try to process that information that's coming through. I really don't. I truly have no idea. Um, but we still have awesome things that we could pay attention to. Uh, linebacker Bobby Wagner, he's probably going to become the ninth all-time leading tackler on Christmas Day which is pretty cool stuff. Tight end Tyler Higby, he keeps solidifying his place as the best tight end in Rams history. I think that he is. I will say that he is right now. I think that he's the best tight end this team has ever seen. And again, like I say, every single time that I say that, the bar was not high. The bar was not that crazy to clear. This team is not known for their extensive history of sick tight ends, all right? And Tyler Higby, he's way up there. This this team, uh, or this game, excuse me, does feature two teams that have very solid defenses and struggling offenses. So low scoring affair could be in place for this one as well. Um, but also you got, you just got to look at the, the, the fact that both of these teams kind of thought that they would be in better position than they are right now entering week 16 of the NFL season, both teams, not making the playoffs, both teams, four and 10 last place in their divisions. And I think that based on all of that information, you got to think neither of these teams are going to lay down because if either can get to a seven and 10, I think that they would like to do that. Okay. Screw the draft picks. And I can guarantee you, you think Baker Mayfield's out here caring about the Rams draft picks. No, he's not even going to be here to be a beneficiary of whoever is picked. So why would he care at all? So in most of these guys, you got to think none of these guys care if the Rams, especially with no first round pick, you think that Baker Mayfield cares if the Rams pick at 185 or 187, not a chance that Baker Mayfield gives a crap about our Rams, the Rams draft picks. He wants to go and play some good football so that he can get a job next year. So, and you got, and you also got to think about the Denver Broncos that way. Do you think that Russell Wilson wants to just hone it in? Just kind of be like, eh, all right, well, they paid me. I uh, made a buttload of money this year. It was a disappointing season, but oh, well, I got paid. I doubt it. I doubt it. I don't know Russell Wilson enough. I know we've gotten a lot of weird stories from Russell Wilson this year, but I have no idea what hit, what is going on in uh, that that brain of uh, of his. Let's take a look at some players, uh, some former Rams who are now on the Broncos, players and coaches, I should say. As a defensive coordinator, Ejiro Ivero, he was the Rams defensive backs coach from 2017 to 2021. So we've had him for a while under Sean McVay. And uh, he also coached under Ricky Morris, of course. Defensive line coach Marcus Dixon uh, for the Broncos. He was the Rams assistant defensive line coach last season and special teams coordinator Dwayne Stukes. He was the assistant special teams coordinator for the Rams last season. 
Former Broncos on the Rams roster right now, we've got punter Riley Dixon, who was a punter for the Broncos for two years, 16 and 17. Special teams coordinator Joe D. G. D. Camillus or D. Camillus. Um, I've never confirmed on how to pronounce. We'll just call him Joe D. How about that? We'll just we'll just cut that out and go to Joe D. So uh, he was also the special teams coordinator for the Broncos uh, back from 88 to 92, as well as 2015 to 2016. Inside linebacker coach Chris Beak, he coached in uh, Denver from 2013 until 2021. So a good stretch there. Uh, Also, he is leaving the Rams coaching staff after this season. He's already gotten another job elsewhere. I forget where. I was going to say kind of forget. You can kind of. You either do or you don't. I don't know. Either way, uh, uh, Chris Beak is uh, on his way out. And then outside linebacker coach uh, Thad Bogardis. he was uh, with the Rams from 2015 to 2016. Some interesting connections as well as Bobby Wagner and Russell Wilson, two absolute superstars and future Hall of Famers that did play together in Seattle from 2012 to 2021. Just last season, they both departed Seattle. And then also I uh, wanted to mention this one, too, because I think it's just kind of cool is that. Nathaniel Hackett is technically off that McVay branch. He's a branch of a branch of uh, Sean McVay, as of course he came to the Denver Broncos by way of Green Bay under Matt LaFleur. Cram it up your cram hole LaFleur, uh, who of course did coach under Sean McVay for the Rams. So you've got kind of McVay's tree has extra branches now and is really sprouting out there, uh, which is cool to see. History of this matchup, the Rams do lead the all-time series 9-5. and five. The Rams have won the last four against the Denver Broncos. The Broncos' last win came on September 8th of 2002. That was a 23-16 win for the Broncos. The 2006 game, uh, I remember this one pretty vividly. It was week one. It was an 18-10 to 10 game uh, for, that the, the Rams won. The only points that the Rams scored were six field goals by Jeff Wilkins, which was really cool. I remember this one pretty vividly. Uh, I watched it with my childhood best friend. Uh, we went uh, right across the street from my apartment to this bar called the Adam's apple. That's out here in Colorado Springs. And uh, that's where I watched it. I was very young. I was like 15. So it uh, wasn't like boozing up or anything like that, but it was pretty fun. Uh, obviously uh, I think it was ball. If I'm not mistaken, Monty ball, they got the Broncos touchdown, um, but uh, fun game to watch a 2010 game. That was my very first Rams game. Uh, that was in Denver. It was a 36 to 33 win for the Rams who ended up uh, winning that game and getting into first place, ultimately, though, missing the playoffs that year. Uh, But the Rams were up 33-13, to entering the fourth quarter of that game. And then it was Kyle Orton kind of came rearing back, man. And it was was so scary. And it was like one of those things, too, where, like, the wind starts swirling, and then you get some snowflakes coming in here, and you're like, these Broncos are really about to do this. (laughs) And and then um, Kyle Orton, four incompletions on the final drive to end the game, which was sweet. 2014 game. I remember watching that one out here. Uh, watched that at Flatirons with uh, my buddy uh, PJ was a, as a, was a bartender there. Uh, it was snowing real hard in Colorado that day. I remember that game very, very vividly. I picked up some of my Bronco fan buddies and we had Sean Hill versus Peyton Manning. So I went in with pretty little confidence in this one and it just seemed to be our day. Aaron Donald, of course, sack and Peyton Manning. That was fun to see. Uh, but Sean Hill took down the seven and three Broncos who had Peyton Manning at quarterback. So that was awesome. And then 2018, uh, I, I met a lot of Rams fans there as well as that game was back in Denver, uh, super cold that day. It was a high of 20. I believe it was snowing all morning. I was out there from about nine 30 to about 10 30, not one hour. I was 13, <laughs> but it was, it was a great time. Great day. Uh, I had an absolute blast. That was the first day that I met my buddy, Aaron. Um, yeah, it was just awesome. So, uh, Todd Gurley, that he had his best career day that day. Um, it was a two thousand, or excuse me, two hundred and eight rushing yards for Todd Gurley. That was his career high, which is pretty awesome. And uh, then overall, what I'm trying to say here is that the Rams and Broncos have had some pretty notable matchups. And every time we meet, which is only once every four years, uh, it's uh, it's typically a pretty great time. So that's yeah, fun to watch these games, uh, especially for myself as well, being a Colorado native. Um, of course I am in Broncos country. Um, not a lot of riding out here, but, um, uh, somebody said, was it Rams country? Let's bake. <laughs> Love that. going to be saying that aggressively all week. So that's fun. Uh, feel free to hop on board with that. No idea who said it. So who cares about credit? Um, but, uh, that'll be fun. Uh, but like I said, uh, being a Colorado native and a Rams fan, this game, th- this matchup has always been uh, kind of special for me and kind of fun for me 
Um, and I, I would hope that the the intensity and the the funness of this uh this uh this this matchup is uh is still present in this one. So let's take a look at the matchup in this one, the Rams offense versus the Broncos defense. The Rams offense near the bottom of the league, 31st in the NFL, going against the top five defense for the Denver Broncos, who are uh, top five as well against the pass, where the Rams are 25th in the league. The Rams running the football, sitting about the same where they have uh, entering last week, uh, 30th in the league, going against the 14th ranked pa- uh, excuse me, run defense for the Denver Broncos. So pretty middle of the road there, but really good against the pass. And the points being scored, Broncos not giving up a lot with a little over 18. And the Rams putting up about 16 and a half, which is just 31st in the NFL. Pretty low uh, on the um, uh, on the rankings there. So Randy Gregory is dealing with some injuries. I'm actually not sure if he's going to play in this game. Let me just do a quick refresh uh, over here while we while we check that out. Not a whole lot of injuries for uh, uh, for the the Denver Broncos on defense. Uh, their offense, it's a they're very much they're almost mirror of the Rams right now of uh, of their injuries where they just kind of got beat up on offense and the defense is doing okay. Still dealing with a few things here and there. Uh, Randy Gregory though, like I said, uh, it looks like he did not also, he again did not practice on uh, Thursday. So we don't yet have have the Friday report because as of time of recording, it is not yet Friday. So we can't, um, uh, I'm still trying to get that, uh, that new, thing where i can look into the future but it hasn't come in the mail yet uh so uh good corners in green bay that we played against last week uh, but now that we're down another wide receiver in ps2 at corner will likely be on jefferson it's basically a free-for-all for all all the other matchups in this one Uh, baker will now see the impact of the rams offensive line injury luck as well as now coleman shelton will be his starter at center he did see Brian Allen start uh, last week in Green Bay, and then it was an official start for, for Baker Mayfield against the Raiders on Thursday Night Football the week before as the Wolf Au took uh, the first reps, uh, the first series in that one. Uh, but those were mostly under uh, Brian Allen. Of course, Colmo Chelton did end the game, though, uh, for the Green against the Green Bay Packers. Cam Akers has continued to produce at the running back position and really could be leaned on pretty heavy as we enter these final three games, which brings us to our three to see where I'm going to go with Cam Akers, Van Jefferson, and Tyler Higby. Cam Akers, uh, he's kind of become the player to go to, to the, the go-to guy, the player to watch on the Rams offense right now, as he really is the star on this offense at this moment. Uh, with Cup gone, with Allen Robinson gone, with Ben's, Benny Sko now gone, and a beat-up offensive line, uh, it's going to be leaned on pretty heavy to, to Cam Akers and, and what he can uh, produce as far as the offensive offense goes, Van Jefferson, like I said, he's now clear cut top target for this team. Uh, love his attitude though. Big, big Van Jefferson fan. And this is a great matchup for him to really see. We can, this is a perfect game to get like a good barometer on exactly where Van Jefferson is. Um, Cause of course he missed most of the season with that injury, but he's been back now and hasn't necessarily had that, that, that game where you're like, okay, he's back. He's had moments where you're like, all right, he feels pretty good, but uh, he's got a, t- a tough matchup, like I said, against uh, PS2 uh, for the for the Denver Broncos. So that should be a pretty tough one. And like I said, we'll just get a good barometer. We'll see exactly where he's at and how good he maybe can be because we're at SoFi Stadium. It's a fast turf, uh, not dealing with anything like the, the weather in Green Bay like we did last week or anything. So I uh, should really be able to get just a good skill on skill matchup and just see what Van Jefferson can do uh, when it comes to that. And then Tyler Higby tied uh, the Rams touchdown record for tight ends. Uh, that happened just last week and a touchdown. Uh, that touchdown could be the start of a nice uh, position of trust between Baker Mayfield and Tyler Higby as we enter these last three games of the season, which would be nice to see uh, Baker have kind of a go-to guy uh, for these uh, last few games. And uh, obviously that's extremely beneficial. Higby has had some issues with drops this year. Uh, but maybe that's maybe that's in the past now. Maybe he'll get that uh, that together. Flip to the other side of the football field here as uh, we'll go with the Broncos offense versus the Rams defense. Broncos offense near the bottom of the NFL, uh, ranking 25th in total yards. The Rams defense kind of slipping a little bit uh, as they now rank 12th in total yards. Passing the football, uh, 208 for the Broncos offense, 22nd in the league going against the 21st pass defense, though. So it kind of feels like this matchup is kind of what you expect uh, to be uh, a tight one uh, to watch this in this uh, in this game. And then uh, running the football, the Rams do have a top five run defense where the Broncos are 23rd in the NFL in running the football. 
Um, they did obviously make that move uh, not long ago. Melvin Gordon, uh, they moved on from him. This was about the time that we uh, had some interesting situations unfolding with running back Cam Akers. So we thought maybe a move would be made, but that was not. And then points being scored. Broncos are really struggling to to put uh, a dent onto the scoreboard as they are last in the league in points per game. Uh, but the Rams giving up just barely under 23 per game, which is 18th in the NFL. So. Uh, we actually don't know yet officially if Aaron Donald will or will not play in this game. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. I don't think he will. Uh, I don't know if we see him again this season, but even if we do, I'm not sure if this game would be the one. Uh, we have a road game against the Chargers next week. That could be a one uh, one for him to pop up in. Uh, but of course, we'll just kind of keep our eyes on it. Uh, if he does play, though, uh, there's no one in the NFL that he has sacked more than Russell Wilson. So that'd be fun to uh, watch that continue. And then uh, Wilson will return this week. Uh, that has been announced that he will be the starting quarterback for the Broncos this week. And he's got plenty of experience against the Rams. He's played us at SoFi Stadium, all that stuff. So uh, it should be a certain level of comfort for uh, Russell Wilson entering this matchup. Nathaniel Hackett, he's been pretty much a bummer for the Denver Broncos. And this is one of the few games that I actually feel pretty confident in the Rams defensive scheme to go against an offense because... The turns out that the the offensive line for the Denver Broncos, not very strong. They also, they have a lot of long developing plays in this offense with guys like Jerry Judy and Sutton. It's like that. They like to get them out there in, in full on into the summer outs. So that, that should allow some pass rushers to get home to Russell Wilson, Leonard Floyd coming off a two sack performance against Aaron Rodgers in the Packers, Michael Hoyt. Has been he's 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 seen better games, but I, I don't know if uh, next year he's going to be an edge rusher. He might slip back inside uh, after this season wraps up. But Greg Gaines, of course, playing really good football. Marquise Copeland is playing really good football as well. Uh, so uh, Williams as well. Jonah Williams, he's playing awesome. He had a great game last week. Uh, I, I heard his name quite a bit over the over the intercom. Um, so I mean, Jonah Williams playing awesome as well. So hopefully these guys can get after the quarterback after Russell Wilson and allow our secondary to kind of get some stuff done because uh, obviously the, the secondary likes to play very off and kind of just scope out the pass after it's like after that, like let the play develop and then kind of attack it instead of forcing the play uh, to do what you want it to do. Um, but that, that kind of plays into our favor uh, when it comes to the Denver Broncos. And uh, that brings us to our three to see. Uh, so I'm going to put Aaron Donald on this. I don't think though that he's going to play um, he just hasn't yet been ruled out. So if Aaron Donald doesn't play, just pretend that I said interior defensive line <laughs> with Greg Gaines, um, because either way, I think at the in inside of this line is something that the Rams will be able to expose uh, or get after, at least in some capacity. So if uh, Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson in this Broncos offense is smart, they will take a page out of everybody else's playbook and just go really short, quick, quick routes, uh, snap the ball three-step fire and uh and then rams really struggle with that um simply because of the soft coverage but uh, if we can get some pressure into the face of russell wilson then that should be beneficial so i'm going to give it to aaron donald here although i do think that it it's more realistic that i should be talking about Greg Gaines, jonah williams marquise copeland and uh really just the entire front of the rams We'll go with Taylor Rapp as well. Uh, Rapp has kind of swayed the ratio of good plays to bad plays, but he still has some work to do. Uh, will we see him continue to kind of progress in these last three games? I have seen it has been like the last two or three that I think he's played better. I will say that interception that he had uh, last week, the ball was thrown almost directly in line with my eyesight for, to Aaron Rodgers. And it was kind of funny because that guy, he comes wide open wide wide open and then rogers just sails it so uh, we can definitely talk about the fact that uh rap read the play he was in good position to to get that interception but kind of fell right into his lap um and it was a clear miss by aaron rogers really should have been a completion if i'm being honest uh and then uh, last one here i'm gonna go to ernest jones because it really feels like he hasn't had that much of an impact in these last like two or three games um, I just feel like he's better than he's playing right now. And that is not intended to be a shot at Ernest Jones. I like Ernest Jones, but I th my expectations on Ernest Jones are sky high because I think he's an incredible talent. So to see him not necessarily getting in the, in the mix on a lot of tackles and just kind of situations like that, uh, it's kind of just, it's kind of like, hey, where are you at, man? Like, cause I feel like he's extremely talented. So, um, so Ernest Jones as well, I'm throwing in there. Um, but 
we got this game Christmas Day. I hope you enjoy it. Um, I know that the, the Rams are uh, trying to reach out to people to maybe pass along some tickets. I don't. I didn't take that as a negative. I took it as, hey, if you're not going, there's a lot of families that can't go. So if you wouldn't mind donating your tickets, uh, that'd be kind of cool. Uh, so we can get some other fans in, into the stadium because it's expensive. So uh, that's kind of how I took that. But either way, uh, enjoy this game. Should be an absolutely awesome one. Um, but that is going to do it for Ram Showcase. Um, make sure you follow and stuff everywhere. <laughs> I've got another podcast out. Um, it is just me and my buddy. Uh, it's called The Joe and Eric Show. Uh, if you, if anybody is interested in checking that out, it is a lot more loose. I will say that. It's a lot more casual. Um, but we did start that up. It's an old show that we decided to bring back. So if anybody has any interest in that, I can let you know how to, uh, to how to access that. Just reach out. Um, but, uh, other than that, make sure you follow the Ram showcase and all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram showcase, Instagram and Twitter, facebook.com slash Ram showcase myself as well at Sheriff Joe bags, just about everywhere. And, uh, it's a good time. Uh, so again, if you are watching me on YouTube, great news, there's an audio only version. You can find it where you're already finding your favorite podcast. If you are listening to me only, well, great news as well, because there is a YouTube version of this where you can watch me talk about the Los Angeles Rams. We also clip out just the game preview. Uh, you can check that out by itself. Buy a Ram Showcase t-shirt. They are awesome. Uh, it is extremely close to Christmas. Uh, so uh, make somebody in your family super happy with a Ram Showcase t-shirt. Finger guns. I need a new New Year's resolution, by the way. My New Year's resolution for this year was to use finger guns as often as possible. I absolutely nailed it, um, but I need a new one, so we'll figure that out. I'll get to thinking on that. Uh, any suggestions, I'm open. I'm open to them. Uh, so, uh, yeah, fire them my way. Uh, but that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you so much for watching and go Rams. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.